exactly who I thought you were. Kendra Perkins, you act like this clown, and it's baffling to me. He could never be you. You know why he could never be you? Because he never done it. You go up here acting like him. You don't have to do that, buddy. You played. You did it. Go talk about it. Or can you not? I'd hope that you can. With all these hot takes you make, you should be able to. You don't have to act like that, my man. You don't have to go up there. You go from being enforcer to coon. How does that happen? Well, at least you act like an enforcer. I didn't really ever take you for one. Which is why when we were playing the Cavs in the NBA Finals and I was shaking them pom-poms and people was like, oh, man, I remember my Twitter blowing up. Like, you leave LeBron alone. You shouldn't be shaking pom-poms at LeBron. Brown, my big brother, I would never shake pom-poms at him. Also, who's he cheering for? I was shaking pom-poms at the guy in the suit in the back over on the bench. Shaking my pom-poms at him. That guy. You don't have to act like that, man. You can go on TV and be real and, like, stand on business. You don't got to go up there doing that stuff you doing. This man just went on, on JJ's podcast the other day and said, I was praying that LeBron James got hurt. What? The fuck wrong with you? Didn't you just win your fourth championship? What the fuck you worried about me for? What you mad? You mad because I'm doing it my way and it's happened to work? I'm doing it my way. I ain't got to do it your way. I'm doing it my way. But look, forget the old media. Forget the new media. I'm going to stand by the old law, right? And the old law says, hey, man, all that disrespect and all that whole shit of calling somebody a coon, man, you got me fucked up. Ain't nothing to coon about me. Ain't no cooning. Ain't none of that. Straight up. And here's the thing, right? We all know, dog. We all know. You all walking no bike. We know this. The NBA brothers know this. A lot of them that's talking behind you, behind your back with the whispers, they know this. They know you not gonna do nothing. This is proven. This is facts. We know that. So, one, stop with all the tough talk. You can talk about me as an ESPN analyst. You can talk about my takes. You can talk about everything you want to do. I don't give a fuck about that. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to disrespect me and call me no motherfucking coon. And I'm going to stand on that. You talk about standing on something, I'm standing on that. That's what I'm not going to be, especially by you when we all know you're not going to do nothing. Let me try that wink again. You're not going to do nothing. And we know that. It's proven. We know that. We know you ain't gonna bust a grape in a fruit fight. We know you ain't gonna pour milk on cereal. We know you ain't gonna listen to it go snap, crackle, or pop. We know that. But that coon and shit, man, you got me fucked up. We can keep it entertainment. We can keep it ESPN. You can whatever you want to do. But we ain't doing that coon shit, homeboy. Real talk. Carry on. You better check yourself.
Because there is a major storm happening on Friday, ladies and gentlemen. And you guys know what that is? Or do y'all want to know, right? July the 1st, 2022 is the beginning of NBA free agency. Now there's a lot going on. There's a lot of rumors out there. That's why I'm going to say allegedly, because a lot of this isn't confirmed, but this is what I'm hearing from the NBA streets. So, from one source I say, I heard that Bradley Beal is very likely to decline his player option and re-sign with the Washington Wizards on a five-year max deal worth $248 million. Woo! I don't know. That's a hard decision to make. Do you want to win a title and accept less money? Or are you going to continue to play for an average franchise but get $248 million? That's a very tough decision to make. I wouldn't know what to do. Like, I'd re-sign and try it out for a couple of years, but if I ain't happy, I'm going to demand a trade. I mean, me personally, I think Washington picking up Kristaps Porzingis definitely helped them. What they did in the draft definitely helped them. Drafting Johnny Davis. Keeping Kuzma, keeping KCP, keeping Gafford. I mean, this is a decent little team. It's just that... I don't know, it's just missing something there. But I don't know, man. Honestly, I would say take the goddamn money. I ain't gonna lie, but if you wanna win a ring, it ain't gonna be in Washington. They haven't won a title since 1978. You have to factor that in. There's there's really no pressure on Bradley Beal to win in Washington. Never has been. Because if it was, 
they would have had a championship in the fucking millennium if winning mattered in Washington. Making the playoffs is good enough for this team. But as far as I'm concerned, we'll see. But anyway, right? Skip Bayless and Russell Westbrook. Um, Skip, you know, Skip Bayless called out Westbrook for being an overrated, overpaid player and the worst three-point shooter in the league. And Russell Westbrook said, watch your mouth when you talk about me. And Skip Bayless invited him to come on the first take and talk. Man, that white man always in some bullshit. Shit's funny to me. I mean, first off, dog, you talked about Steph talking about he don't show up in big games when the numbers say otherwise. And if you actually have two eyes and can see and can break down basketball. Now, I've agreed with some of the things that Skip has said, but this, this shit here, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Russ ain't the best three-point shooter in the league. But Skip, the original statement was about um, the Lakers drafting Max Christie, who didn't shoot well from the three-point line. He shot 32% from three in college, and he said he fits right in with Westbrook, the most overpaid and worst three-point shooter in the league. And then Russell Westbrook, you know, responded. And then, you know, once he opted into his contract, he broadcasted himself singing Beyonce, You Can't Break My Soul, which was kind of funny, in my opinion. But the question is, is, is Russ going to go on first take and defend himself? Because honestly, bro, Skip Bayless has been long overdue for an ass whooping. An ass whooping, he's been saying uh, some crazy shit over the years. This nigga said to Dwight Howard's face that, you know, he has arms like Tarzan, but he but he plays like Jane. You know, he called Chris Bosh, Bosh Spice, to his face on national TV after he told Skip Bayless to chill on disrespecting his family day. So... Skip Bayless has an ass whooping coming to him. Now, will Russell Westbrook be the one to put them hands on him? We'll never know. Now, Kyrie Irving. Now, let's talk about the saga of Kyrie Irving because I am confused. So, my million dollar question is, what story was really true? Was Kyrie really having problems during the negotiation process with the Nets? Because they asked him at the BET Awards, or should I say the EBT Awards, which we will be talking about. Um, because they asked Kyrie at the uh, EBT Awards, hey, you coming back to the Nets? And he just pointed to the girl that he was with on the uh, red carpet. Now, me personally, bro... I don't know, man. The media, you know, these were our credible guys in the media reporting this shit. Not gonna lie. 
but I don't believe that there was an issue with the uh, contracts in the first place. I don't believe that Kyrie was ever going to leave Brooklyn in the first place. That's just my personal opinion. Now, I just feel like there was a negotiation process, but we don't really know what exactly happened. Now, was KD really worried about Kyrie leaving? Because we do know what is factual is if Kyrie would have left, KD would have want, wanted out. We do know that that part is true. But was Kyrie even considering leaving Brooklyn? Was he even considering joining the Lakers? I don't think he was considering joining the Lakers. I think LeBron hit him up. LeBron hit him up asking him what was going on with the uh, contract situation and wanted to have a reunion. I don't think Kyrie made that call. Kyrie does not want to play with LeBron James. That's not his first choice. He made his choice. He wants to play with Kevin Durant. Always had, always will. Will. Right? Right. That I do believe. I do believe that LeBron and Kyrie had a discussion. Now, the initial offer was that if Kyrie would have went to the Los Angeles Lakers, right? He would have only had to play for the, the, the mid-level exception. Kyrie has an opportunity to opt in and get $34 million. Now, my thoughts on that was, I don't think he was going to turn that shit down for no $6 million. I think it was, I mean, I know Kyrie's not money motivated or nothing like that, but even a rocket scientist showed that Kyrie might not get $34 million ever again. At all at once. You know, because there are reports coming out that Brooklyn wanted to include incentives in the deal. That part I do believe. And Kyrie wasn't going for it. I do believe that. However, what I don't believe is that Kyrie was going to leave in the first place. Brooklyn... I do believe that also that Brooklyn is tired of Katie and Kyrie's egos and tired about how much control that they have over the management and the coaching. So they were willing, you know, Brooklyn was willing to, to, to end this shit and rebuild. They were ready to get rid of broke both. They were prepared for that, which is stupid. Like you got two guys who are two top 25 players in the game and um, you were considering parting ways with both guys even though y'all did have a disappointing playoff run last year like I wouldn't have parted ways with Katie or Kyrie Irving no way in hell I would try to keep them both together and build around them like, like I've been doing But then Kyrie Irving said to LeBron James, hey, bro, 
you know, if you can take a pay cut, if AD can take a pay cut, if Russ can take a pay cut, then I'll just take whatever that is, along with that mid-level exception shit. Then, you know, because the Nets told me that I could do a sign-in trade with anybody that was willing to accept. But nobody, but LeBron went back to the team and was like, you know, this is what he wants. And they were like, no, fuck that. We're good. But the Lakers are still trying to chase after this dude. After he gave them his terms and conditions, but you're not willing to agree to the terms and conditions. So Kyrie just said, fuck it. I'm not getting no offers. Like... So I just said, fuck it. So Kyrie Irving has decided to opt in to his $34 million and wants to commit to Brooklyn like he's always wanted to do in the first place without all this extra brouhaha. But... Which leads me to believe, are they going to run into the same issue at this point next season? The world will never know. What we do know is that Kyrie Irving will be a Brooklyn Net next season. Unless, July 1st, will Brooklyn do the unthinkable and trade Kyrie and risk losing Kevin Durant? We will find out on the next episode of whatever show the fuck this is. So, Perk versus got Perk on Perkies versus Draymond Green. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Two people I don't really care for. I don't care for their takes. I don't care for their style like that. But they've all, they've been beefing for a minute since the 2018 finals. If I'm not mistaken. Because Kendrick Perkins didn't play in the series. But he was dressed. But here's the thing though. I mean as far as I'm concerned... This back and forth is is really meaningless to me. It's funny. It's entertaining. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I think both of them went too far. But at the same time, it's a back and forth. It's like a rap beef. You know what I'm saying? Nothing is off limits. I mean, he did call him a coon for wishing injury on a black man. I don't know about that. I mean, when you're playing basketball you would wish that you could beat your opponent healthy at 100% you don't wish injury you know what I'm saying that's the code I mean I agree with Draymond as far as that aspect but man listen that beef is so fucking hilarious yo, you don't have to talk about him like that that's my brawn brawn that's my big brother, nigga. You don't have to wish an ACL injury on him. 
That's my big bro. You don't wish no injury on nobody, part. That's some cone behavior. Hey, listen, Draymond. You got me fucked up. Calling me a motherfucking cool. You need to buy the motherfucking business, you know what I'm <laughs> I mean, shit, man. <laughs> Y'all dark-skinned niggas got to take an L for that one. Y'all dark-skinned niggas got to take an L, L. Now, I just got through my phone just, just recently that Jalen Brunson might be out of Dallas on July the 1st because New York is willing to offer five years and a hundred million to this kid. Because Dallas is not going to match a five-year, hundred million dollar contract for Brunson because they got Spencer Dinwiddie And they drafted Jaden Hardy. So they they set themselves up to lose Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson would definitely help the Knicks. Because they don't have no guard. They don't have no point guard. But I mean, that's another scoring guard to go next to R.J. Barrett, though. And we don't know what position Barrett's going to play next season. Is he going to play the two? Or is he going to play the three? We don't know. We don't exactly know what the fuck is going on. As far as that organization is concerned. But the Mavericks are preparing to lose Jalen Brunson. That just came through my phone. Literally, just now. Um, There's another rumor that Zach Levine will probably sign... With the Bulls, midnight of July the 1st. And the money is allegedly five years and 212 million. And I feel like, why not? The Bulls are a decorated franchise, they're a playoff team. I just feel like they may be a couple of pieces from contending for a championship. They're not quite there yet. They had their first playoff run. Zach Levine was just in his first playoffs last year. So why would he leave and join a team that's shitty for the low or be like a third option on a championship team when he can be in a situation where him and um, and, and DeMar uh, DeRozan can be the scoring options. So, let's move on to John Wall. John Wall verbally agrees to sign with the Clippers, but it's not official yet until he signs the contract. We done seen people verbally commit to people and run. But I don't think Wall is going to run here. Wall is going to be here to stay. And if he does join the Clippers and he is healthy, here's the thing. John Wall 
is has always been a quality basketball player. As far as his passing ability, his ball handling ability, the jump shot comes and goes. The free throws have improved. His game is certified. He's uh, uh he's good on both ends of the court. Health has always been the biggest concern. Can we get you to play 62 games at least? Because we know he's going to get hurt. That's just inevitable. But can we get you available for playoff time? Because this team is deep as hell now. You possibly could have John Wall, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Avisa Zubak. Then you also have to look at the bench, though. You got Reggie Jackson coming off the bench. You got Norm Powell. Coming off the bench and shit. You got Terrence Mann still. So the Los Angeles Clippers are are, are pretty deep. A lot of six, seven guys. Last six, seven guys on this team. I'm trying to remember who they drafted. Oh, yeah, they drafted that center from Michigan. Um, he might get some PT. They still got Brandon Boston also. Forgot about that kid. He can play. If he gets some clock next year, Clippers going to have one of the better teams in the Western Conference, especially with everyone coming back 100%. Now, we got an update on DeJounte Murray, but, it, you know, I don't, I still don't understand why San Antonio would trade such a young buck like that, man. I don't understand that one. I don't get it. I don't get it at all, bro. Why would you trade DeJounte Murray? That's your only all-star. Like, is San Antonio trying to tank? Or they don't give a fuck about winning no more. But there's so many players on that team that are expendable. Other than Murray. I would try to trade a lot of those young pieces and try to bring in another all-star. But this is DeJounte Murray talking mostly that's causing this. Because he wants to play with Trey Young. That's what this is really all about. DeJounte Murray wants to go to Atlanta to play with Trey Young. It seems like either this is a personal thing or he's probably been chatting with Trey Young in the offseason. But San Antonio does not need to do this. However, they're asking price. They want players, but they want three first round picks. And allegedly, if they were to trade Murray, they don't want John Collins in return. It would probably be Gallinari and multiple first round picks. The Spurs are preparing for their future and the 2023 draft. So they got it in their mind that they don't want to fucking contend 
either. So the feeling must be mutual to want to trade someone as great as Murray, which is weird. I do understand that Murray wants to win. Don't have a problem with that. But I don't understand San Antonio's premise. I'm like, if you're rebuilding, wouldn't you want to have already an all-star piece? But maybe they don't. So now, Miles Bridges is an official restricted free agent. And it's a lot of mixed reviews on, you know, from Piston fans and basketball fans in general on whether we should take a shot at giving Miles Bridges money. Now, I feel like we should sign Miles Bridges, but I don't think we should give him the max. He's not worth the max, but he's a quality player. I would pay him 18, 19 million a year for four-year contract. You know, four years, 76 million or four or five years, 80 million. That's around what he's actually worth. But I don't think he's worth a five-year, $100 million contract. Not yet. Even though he is coming off his best season this year. But yeah, man. Don't understand that. But um, breaking news, breaking news. Just came through my phone again. And Visa Zubak from the uh, Los Angeles Clippers got a three-year, $33 million extension. Well-deserved. I've got on Zubak for bad games in the playoffs before. You know, he's even responded to me on Twitter. But the funny part is, the next game after he responded to me, he didn't do shit and got benched. But I'm not going to... Uh, but at the same time, Zubak has stepped his game up and definitely earned that money so I gotta give it to him I gotta give it to him man he's he's been he was balling last year and this is no exception so see what else been going on but as far as I'm concerned though it's back to Miles Bridges right the Indiana Pacers have interest in him as well and, I mean, that'd be a good team for him to go to. I'm not going to lie. That's not a bad team. Because I'm pretty sure that they're going to let T.J. Warren walk because they don't know how healthy he is. And Miles Bridges is better than T.J. Warren right now. John Wall, though. Whew. So he gave, John Wall gave back $6.5 million. He was owed $44 million. Mm. Wow. So this nigga about to get 37 M's. Oh, my God. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Uh, Russell Westbrook opted in for $47 million. Oh, my God. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Money, money, yeah, yeah. Pistons um, exercised Hammy Diallo's option. Good pickup, yo.
and EBT Awards, man. Let's talk about this shit. Well, you know, outside of maybe, you know, I didn't watch it. I'm going to admit this on on live. I didn't watch the EBT Awards. You want to know why? The EBT Awards have not been an event to anticipate for a, a very, very long time. Even the Hip Hop Awards are starting to fall off because they rarely pick the right people. And yeah, the performances are always have, have always have been mid, and they don't necessarily show love to the old school anymore. Like the EBT award, the BET Awards when it was BET Awards before it became the EBT Awards, right? This used to be an anticipated event, like. When it started, when they started doing the BET Awards, when Bob Johnson was still running shit, it was the shit. It had performances. It gave our elders the 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 respect and the love that it deserves. You get surprise appearances. Now it's just uh, it's like the past. It's like. Just a pack of mids. It's just completely ass. Now, me, the only reason why I'm talking about this is I'm just curious about who picked, you know, what they picked to win, basically. So let's go over the uh, 2022 BET Award winners. Or should I say EBT? I mean, you know, I heard about the Puff tribute. Isn't this the second Puff tribute, though? They ran out of people to fucking honor? Is that what's going on in the streets? Because I'm pretty sure it's still a bunch of people that they could have honored that still haven't been necessarily honored. I don't recall Ice Cube ever being honored for, by BET. I don't recall LL Cool J ever being honored by BET. If I'm wrong, then you guys can correct me. I'm pretty sure that there's countless R&B acts that have not been honored. So y'all miss me with the bullshit. Y'all really do. But anyway, right? Let's go to the winners. Let's see who won what and who won what, right? All right, best new artist. The irony that this instrumental is in the background when I say this. Best new artist was between Lotto, Priscilla Renee, a.k.a. Mooney Long, Baby Keem, Young Blue, Benny the Butcher, and Thames. And the winner was Lotto. I'm not mad at this choice or this pick. I'm not mad at this at all. I mean, I love Lotto. I think she's one of the best best in the game. I don't know if 2021, 2020 awards skip, but... um. EBT was a little late to the lotto party. And then Benny the Butcher been out. I'm confused by that. Because I thought Tana Talk 3 was Benny's debut album. But maybe it was Tana Talk 4 that was his debut album. We don't know. 
Baby Keem, good choice. Young Blue, good, good choice. I would have picked Benny, of course. I know y'all niggas is going to be like, oh my God. But Lotto is a great choice. Not upset about this. Best international act. We got Tim's, Little Sims, Dave, Major League DJs, Fireboy, DML, Tay C, Folly, I Poopa, yeah, whoever the fuck, right? Tim's won. Easy, easy decision. I would have picked her too. Obviously, the Lifetime Achievement Award was Puffy, even though I thought Puffy was, you know, already a Lifetime Achievement Award. I, think he already, I thought he already got that. But Kanye came out sounding like Lulu on Raising Canaan. Have you lost your fucking mind? Nigga sound like Darth Vader. Hey, Diddy. I am your father. <laughs> that motherfucker had that mask on. Did that bitch have AC on that motherfucker? Did that bitch have an IV on that motherfucker? I know. I, yeah, I know your ass was hot in that shit, boy. I mean, he delivered a pretty good speech. But, yay Vader, that's what I'm going to start calling him. Yeah, because I saw Kanye's speech. I didn't watch the show. I just seen a couple of clips. Then I heard Lotto performed um, Big Energy with uh, Mariah Carey. Definitely a dope record. Great remix. Best group was um, Silk Sonic, Lil Baby Lil Dirk, Key Glock and Young Dolph, Migos, Chloe and Halle, and the City Girls. And Silk Sonic ended up winning Best Rap, uh, Best Group. I mean, not best rap group, but best group overall. I mean, that's an easy choice. That's the easiest fucking choice in the world. Rocket science could have told you that one, B. Um, BET Her Award. I guess that's best female artist, best female singer, or whatever the fuck. Because it's all R&B singers. So, we have Mary J. Blige. Oh, oh, okay, best female album then. Best female singer album then, because it's got the album titles on there. You know, I'm not, I don't keep up with EBT, man. So, we have Mary J. Blige, Good Morning Gorgeous, Ari Lennox, Unloyal. Oh, I guess, is this like, I'm confused. I don't mean to sound like, I don't mean to uh, do, get my Kendrick Perkins on, but these are just songs, I guess. Alright. So, Mary J. Blige, Good Morning Gorgeous, Ari Lennox, Unloyal, Ari Lennox, Pressure, Ari Lennox nominated twice. Crazy. If I nominate somebody twice, someone put, pushing a bias button on me. Because I like to critique these other award shows, you know what I'm saying? So, Doja Cat Woman, Summer Walker, Unloyal. Alright, BT. Is this like I'm confused. What the fuck is this award about? Alright, Chloe Bailey, Have Mercy, Alicia Keys, Best of Me, Jasmine Sullivan Roster, and Mary J. Blige, Good Morning, Gorgeous One. I don't know about that one, y'all. Me, personally, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Ari Lennox Pressure could have won this shit. Or 
Doja Cat Woman or Alicia Keys' Best of Me. That's my favorite song out of this group of songs. Alicia Keys' The Best of Me. That's my favorite out of that. But if I were to pick a winner, it would have been Pressure. That's just me. But okay. Video of the year was a tie. Wow. EBT is weird. So they had Family Ties, Smoking Out the Window, Ari Lennox Pressure, Have Mercy by Chloe Bailey, Kiss Me More, SZA and, and Doja Cat, and Way Too Sexy by Drake, Future and Young Thug. And Smoking Out the Window and Family Ties ended up winning. I mean, I like Smoking Out the Window video, but Family Ties should have uh, won this award by itself, in my opinion. tried to uh, bite off the Grammys a little bit, but do a black version of it. I'm not mad at that. I took the rap song from the Grammys, so, you know, I stole some shit, too. Yes, I admit it. I stole one category out of all my categories, because rap song anthems are one of my favorite pastimes. So, album of the year was uh, Silk Sonic, Tyler the Creator, Doja Cat, her, Jasmine Sullivan, they got Donda instead of Donda 2. I don't know what happened with that one. Certified Lover Boy Drake, and the winner was Silk Sonic once again, and Evening was Silk Sonic. Good choice. That would be my choice out of this group. Best Actress. They had Zendaya, Regina King, Jennifer, oh, Zendaya for Spider-Man, No Way Home. Oh, okay, so they just basically just picked actresses. Okay, they had Zendaya, Regina King, Jennifer Hudson, Issa Rae, Coco Jones, Queen Latifah, Mary J. Blige, Anjanou Ellison, and, and Quinta Brunson. Um, and the winner ended up being Zendaya. Oh! Mm, I mean, that's a good choice. Yeah, Zendaya been acting her motherfucking ass off. Wow, Zendaya won an EBT award. That's interesting. But where the best male actress? I'm best male actor, I mean. Best female hip-hop artist. Megan Thee Stallion. Cardi B, Doja Cat, Sweetie, Lotto, Nicki Minaj, and Megan won. I don't know about this one, folks. I don't know about this year. I mean, something for the hotties was a good project. I did like that project. But however, I feel like Lotto should have won this award. That's how I'm feeling, yo. I feel like Lotto should have won. In my personal opinion. Because I think that her album was better than Meg's. I think that Lotto had a better year than Meg. Because Megan ain't really, uh... All she had was really thought shit. And a couple of features. Lotto been, been killing the features. And dropped a, a, a dope-ass album. 
yeah, I don't see how Meg won got this award, to be honest. I ain't gonna lie. Best collaboration, Essence. Wow, really, dog? Y'all gonna all lives matter, Essence, bro? Whatever. Essence, Tim's, Wizkid, Justin Bieber. Every chance I get, Lil Baby, Dirk, and Khaled. Whole lot of money remix, Nikki and Bia. Kiss Me More Deep, Doja Cat and SZA, Way Too Sexy, Drake, Future and Young Thug, Family Ties. And the, and the winner was Essence. But y'all really going All Lives Matter Essence by putting Bieber on this bitch? The original song had Tim's and Essence. Really, EBT? Yeah, this is what I mean. Like I said, dog. Y'all All Lives Matter Essence? The version with Bieber ass. The one, the, the one that y'all should have nominated was the Essence version with motherfucking Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. That would have made it more less all lives matter. These niggas all lives matter essence. Reinvest in your hood. <laughs> they reinvested in your hood. <laughs> I don't know if y'all watch Atlanta. But they did the uh, reinvest in your hood to Essence and got Bieber EBT award. Ain't that some shit? That shit funny. Best actor: Will Smith, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Adrian Holmes, Anthony Anderson, Sterling K. Brown, Jabari Banks, Denzel Washington, and Damson Idris. And obviously, Will Smith won. Keep my wife. Out your fucking mouth I don't know bro I'm not gonna hold you I mean Will Smith was amazing in King Richard but I don't know Like it was, it's, it was between him and Damson Idris man Saint should have got an EBT award Best male hip hop artist Kendrick Lamar J. Cole, Jack Harlow, Drake, Kanye Future and Little Baby And Kendrick won I got nothing to say I've got nothing to say. I got no, uh, I got nothing to say. Even though that's a toss up in my opinion. Because I feel like Cole probably should have got that, maybe. But I'm happy my boy Kendrick got a, a EBT award. They've always looked out for Kendrick, so. The All Lives Matter movement looked out for Kendrick. <laughs> Best female pop artist. So they just added pop to this shit to include Doja Cat. Another way of all lives battering shit. <laughs> EBT Awards is funny, man. Uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Um, Ari Lennox. Doja Cat, Summer Walker, her, Mary J. Blige, Chloe Bailey, and Jasmine Sullivan won. Um, I don't know about this one. I mean, I love Jasmine. Jasmine has been killing the game. But I would have gave this award to her. I feel like her should have got this one. No disrespect to Jazz at all. I love me some Jasmine. 
she definitely deserves the award. Not taking it away from her, but me personally, I would have gave it to her. Best movie, King Richard, The Harder They Fall, Respect, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Candyman, and Summer of Soul, and they gave it to King Richard. Not surprised here. Best Gospel International Artist. I don't understand. Like, I, they would, uh, I guess they were putting the song on there to represent, but I guess. Um, Kirk Franklin and Little Baby ended up winning Gospel Inspirational Artist over Fred Hammond, Marvin Sapp, Kelly Price, Elevation Worship, Kanye West, her. They won for the song We Win from Space Jam. Okay, I guess. I mean, you know I'm I'm pro Kirk Franklin. If you've listened to my show, you know I'm pro Kirk Franklin winning everything. So, best male and pop R&B artist. I guess they did have an award for that. Um, Weekend Blast, Young Blue, Chris Brown, Wizkid, Giveon, and Lucky Day. And the Weekend won. Okay. I don't. I'm not. I don't have any pushback on that. I don't have any pushback on that. Uh, I'm not upset about that choice. Weekend did put out a good album this year. It wasn't as good as his other work. But that's what happens when you got high standards. Director of the Year, Anderson Pack, Missy Elliott, Benny Boom, Director X, Beyonce, Hype Williams, and Daikal Ramsach, and Anderson Pack won. I wonder how. I wonder what videos he directed. But I'm happy that my boy um, Anderson Pack got got uh, got an award. He got uh, three awards tonight for EBT. Sportsman of the Year, Steph Curry, LeBron, Giannis, Ja Morant, Aaron Donald, and Bubba Wallace, and Steph Curry won, well-deserved, shout out to Steph. Sportswoman of the Year, Brittany Griner, Simone Biles, Shakari Richardson, Serena Williams, Candace Parker, Naomi Osaka, well, we kind of knew Naomi Osaka was winning that. DBT supports. But other than that, um... My thoughts on this, uh, they made some good choices. I'm not going to lie. But I would have made different choices for a couple of categories. But all in all, that's my show, The Filler Before the Storm. This is King Known Uncensored. Have a good one.